wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere. Enjoy, joy. Guess what? You just get me and Martin today. Martin's going to kind of take over. I think he usually does anyway. <laughs> he's, he's frowning at me. Okay, Martin, tell us what we're doing today. Martin? Keep going because I've got a. I'm here. I'm here. I was just fooling around with my video because oh. the internet's not great here. Anyway, uh, Inez, I'd like to do a little interview, a talk with you about the concept. I was listening to a guy called Seth Godin on a nice blog post about scarcity and abundance or scarcity and surplus. And he, of course, was talking about it in the, the realm of the physical world, where actually he made a good point is given that we have surplus, you know, we have extra time, we have extra, sometimes we have money. What we do with that, what we do with that surplus creates our um, culture. So if we do things to help people or us as a culture move ahead, that's great because then that produces more surplus. And then the second wave, the next generation has more surplus to create even better culture. If we decide to use that surplus foolishly or just not use it, we get the culture we deserve. Anyway, that was his point. But I, I thought there was a great point on, you know, the as you've talked about in terms of hypnosis, the, um, the world. Martin, you're kind of breaking up, so I'm just going to go that, with that for a minute while you okay, fix I'll, that. So um, what he's going on about is about abundance. We're talking about abundance. First of all, I think when he was talking about the Seth thing, uh, what he did tell me easily was that uh, it was all about the creation of what you want in your life. So what's been created for us through hypnosis, mass hypnosis, um, the people that are in charge, well, as you say, it's advertising, advertising, marketing, media, politicians, yeah, all, all of that. And that's created where we are today and how we look at it today. So if you're wanting to have abundance in whatever term that means, I mean, Seth was talking about the financial uh, aspects of it, but uh, I'm looking at it from a different point of view, on that point of view of what your mind does and how it creates. Now, years ago, before I became a hypnotist, I was a person that was programmed for lack, meaning I never thought there was enough or I thought I wasn't deserving enough or something because my life was pretty, not so easy. Let's put it that way. And um, Martin, if you're back there. I'm here. Okay. And are you agreeing with this is how I'm getting it from you, that this is about how we perceive life? And how we're programmed to take life. And of then, course I agree with you, Inez. Of course I agree with you. Yeah, but it might not be where you wanted me to go. <laughs> no, it's the, uh, you're on the right track. We were talking about uh, abundance and, and scarcity and that we are hypnotized or fed and the suggestions are endless that we live in scarcity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and if, if we just stay on the, the financial aspect for, or the real world, physical world for a little second. Yeah. So surely if people look around now, well, at least I do, and anyway, I think, aren't we told that there's not enough money? We're always told there's not enough money. You have to work harder to make more money and work harder to make more money. 
Did you just dip your microphone in that glass of water? No, I did not. I scraped it on the glass. I decided to give up on having a drink for a minute. <laughs> and suddenly nobody's working. All economies are at a standstill. And yet there seems to be a lot of money around. Uh, people are getting paid more now in some instances than they were being paid when they were working, which the yeah. Republican Party doesn't really like very much. But doesn't that mean, was there ever a scarcity of money? Or was that just a myth they were feeding us? I had a nice story I, I, we were talking about earlier where one of the a guy called Frank Kern, who's a marketer, by, one day opened his mail and there's a check for like $15,000. wasn't for him. It was for somebody else. And he thought, well, obviously they're going to miss $15,000. I'll just wait till they call me and I'll send it on. Nobody called him. He eventually had to track it down, found the legal lawyers that had sent it out and said, I have a check here for $15,000. I think you probably want it. And he went, oh, yes, that's right. We'll get back to you when we've got a minute. A month later, they sent him a place to send it on. There's no money. That, that's 15000 just sitting around. There's, there's lots of money. So that, that myth. But what I wanted to direct that to you was, is, well, that's the physical world where there's a lot of myths about scarcity. What about the mind world? Well, the mind world is definitely shrouded in myth, and it's also shrouded in pre-programming by um, all those same things Seth talks about, uh, being about programmed, you must work hard, you must do this, you must do that, and you will be successful. You will have money. All those things. So we are programmed to believe certain things. And from the point of view I'm at now, in hypnosis and the mind, if the mind believes there's abundance, there's always abundance. Now, I don't always talk about abundance being money. Uh, money is part of it, and it all flows in the way it should. But um, it's all about the inner world and the and the outer world, sort of a mixed bag of that. Well, I think um, what I kind of want to push you to is, let's say it's a, let's say the mind is a separate world, as yeah. you know, although it's connected to the physical yeah. and, and bigger than the physical. Yeah, so, do right. you ever, it, when you're in that, do you ever run out of hypnosis? I mean, do you have to stop? There's never any the scarcity of hypnosis. The, the scarcity is never shown of hypnosis, even in the real world. Because I've already told you, the advertising, everything else is hypnosis. It's done every day of your life, you have hypnosis. There's no scarcity of hypnosis, good and bad. So, and also, I just want to mention, because we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, exploring the mind concept, that yeah. when we do start talking about things like that, we're talking about things we can't actually put words to, so we use code words, as you say, yes? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes so you have to talk about words because that's how we communicate. Do we understand yeah. what those words mean exactly? Not always. So what I wanted to, because you have talked about, and you actually you're talking to your students about this this last weekend, is the concept of, of scarcity of belief, like a limiting belief. Yeah. And of course, you can't see a limiting belief no. until you come up against something and think, well, what if? You don't yeah. know it's limiting till you look at it and can understand it. Most of the time, it's just part of your being and living the way you live. And so you were talking about if, it, as if, let's say you're living in a valley, and yeah. that's all you know is living in the valley, then that's your world. Yeah. Then, then one day, for whatever reason, either somebody encourages you or something else, you climb to the top of the valley, like the hill on the valley, and you see, wow, there's another whole world. Yeah. But of course, that's only the 
first step is there's a, there's a saying of peak to peak. You go up to a peak to, to reach yeah. a personal peak. Well, go ahead. That's what brings up the limiting belief is getting to the top of the mountain. Then you haven't done anything about uh, working on that and making sure that it gets better. So uh, maybe they, the person as he's at the top of the mountain will wander down to the valley and start exploring. Yeah. Right? And, and, and Go ahead. Yeah, and that would change their limiting belief as much as where they see in the valley. But then they know there's this valley they just came out of and the other valleys there, but they haven't explored anywhere further. It's infinite. The mind's infinite. So, yes. yeah, go ahead. Well, you're also, what were we talking about? Now I've, now you've, I've lost the thought of, oh, I yes. The other thing about, because we're really not educated about abundance or limitless stuff, especially mm -hmm. in thought processes, mm -hmm. is that you get to the top of the mountain, you see the rest of the, you see a part of another world and you go, wow, yeah. that's great. And then you just stop there. Yeah, you it, stop. And that not that one of the most frustrating things you tell me about with, with uh, clients sometimes? I, yeah, that's my frustration and my judgment and all those things is uh, I have to let everybody have their own journey. But I know from my own space that I have had many limiting beliefs and I, have to I just keep moving forward looking for the next one. And, uh, but when client comes, they come, they say, well, I'm depressed. I have terrible, you know, I'm not feeling good, blah, blah, whatever it could be. And, uh, we shift that and they stop there. That's it. They stop there. They've now changed that limiting belief and that's changed, but they're not going to go up the next mountain. Because, uh, again, you were talking about, we don't really feel worthy most of the time. Like yes. if, if we suddenly, it's the story of uh, a person wins the lottery and they lose the money instantly because they don't feel, well, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a rich person. I don't fit that mold. Yeah. And so they recreate, you know. If you don't change your own belief systems, if you don't change everything, you will continue to go up and down mountains and never get to where you feel whole. Mm-hmm. So is this a truism though? Is it, I mean, I, you read it in books all the time, but is it a truism that the mind is limitless as far from your As far as I'm concerned, in my perspective, I think it's limitless because uh, I think um, you're talking about a whole person, a whole being. We're not talking about the person that can, is great at uh, financial things or great at being Sister, uh, Sister Teresa or, you know, we're not Mother, talking about that. We're mother talking Teresa. about, yeah, sister. Sister, mother, same. Mother, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was same. a sister called Mother Teresa. <laughs> All right. But I'm just showing the different aspects of where people go. They go to the saintly or they go to money, which they perceive as the other side <laughs> of that. Right. But you can have all of that or all parts of that in a balance in you. And that's about you living a life in kindness and in, in everything and, and having enough, always having enough of everything. Yes, I think actually that's a, a scary statement. No marketer or advertiser or politician ever wants to hear from the public. But we have enough. That would, yeah. That'd be terrible because no. then no. what lever could they use if you have enough? Yeah. But also in, uh, again, we're going to go to code words a bit here. Now, when you're doing work, both with mm -hmm. students and with clients, you've you, you know, you start with, there's a, a level called sonambulism, right? It's yes. A level in hypnosis. That, yes. Who knows what that means? But then they then they yeah then they find another level called Esdale or deeper mm -hmm. or whatever. But more you're more receptive to things. You, in fact, you have anesthesia there. I mean, you yes. cut off natural anesthesia. Yeah. And then there's another level called support. And there's yes. and it's and then you find actually with your hypnosis you go to 
we'll call the word high, whatever that yeah, means. That's what I call it, the code word. <laughs> and it seems to open every door possible in the mind. It seems, and that's it, right. And it's, you it gives exploring. them the ability to open the door to anything. So if uh, their intention, it goes by their intention pretty much. Because as they're working in a session, um, their mind is working it for them and will take it where it needs to be for that person in that moment. Because what you say hypnosis is mostly is sort of getting, well, bypassing the conscious mind. So kind of putting yeah. the conscious mind to one side, let it yeah. chatter away and allow the more powerful parts of the mind to, to work, to help that person, the, yeah. the being. The conscious needs to be part of it. It needs to be aware, at least on some level. It, bypassing means that you are not using it as much. You allow the rest of you to work the most. It's actually like, um, I just thought of this. It's like if you're using to, to move your life forward a small pin or a small lever, a small yeah. little tiny crowbar, what you're saying is just put the crowbar down for a minute and let's use this huge winch to move you forward. <laughs> I guess so. The rest, think of it. I mean, in all theory of hypnosis, uh, the conscious mind is the smallest part. Some people say 5% of you, 10% of you, but doesn't matter. It's the smallest part of you. And that is the kind of thing that we need to live here. We need our ego. We need to be able to make decisions on the spot. We need to do all that. And that's its job. But the rest of you is much more powerful because it would be at least 90% of you. And that's what, but there we're putting a limit on things. When we say, well, it's, there's 90% left. Yeah. And I think... What I'm 90 percent yeah there, it's limitless but what do we do as human beings we don't when we talk about it we cannot do limitless when we, we speak well i haven't heard you can say it's infinite but you can't explain it can you so with words we cannot explain thoroughly we can tell you what our theory sounds like and what it, and, and what i've seen with clients and all those things but that's not considered evidence-based <laughs> Well, actually, you talk a lot about um, not just words, but the concept of labels. Mm -hmm. So so if things are, are limitless or there's abundance, the minute you put a label on something, you're producing yes. scarcity. You, yes, you limit it right away. And so labels, be it uh, um, how would you call it? a medical label or mm -hmm. a, an emotional label mm -hmm. or even a small thing like, well, I'm shy or I'm not good at that, that those labels. Yeah, and the way I attempt to bypass that somewhat is I ask the client to be open to possibility and I ask the mind to do, we are going to call each thing uh, we're not going to call it uh, it'll be whatever you want that to be whatever that part we need to work on we'll just call it the issues so we we don't um, make it too small or too big it's up to you to know exactly how big this is Okay, and I, I want to... And even that's limiting it because I'm asking about how big it is. <laughs> that's true, yeah. You know, it's... But it's, subjectively, you say subjectively. Yeah, it's very difficult using language. And so, and actually, with your form of hypnosis, usually you, use, you don't, you sometimes don't use language at all. Uh, that's use, true. I use telepathic thought quite a bit. Now, telepathic thought is kind of out there, woo-woo stuff. But what's interesting is you're not doing you're doing it in classes and, and people who yeah. are on your wavelength, but you do it with clients and yes. the clients accept it. Well, it's because I tell them the truth. 
I tell them that I'm going to talk to them once in a while um, in telepathy because their hands, because we put up idiomotor signals, I said the hands will answer even when you don't hear the words. And so, do they? And they do. So I always give them a heads up because you don't want to shock them too much. Uh, is that uh, I say super conscious mind and I ask the question. Could be one that I would uh, ask out loud. It's just about a training thing. And then I say yes and no. And that one comes up. And they go, huh? I didn't even know what the answer was. So that's starting to know for them that another part of their mind is actually giving that answer so that they can start trusting in that whole wholeness of themselves it's about getting to trust themselves so uh, i do that quite a bit and that's um don't they think that's kind of weird because some, they're coming for hypnosis which they think is just going to be something that's going to help them fix themselves and here they are doing <laughs> fixing themselves yes i know <laughs> you're yelling at me I know. <laughs> I like doing it. I like you being my guest or vice versa. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, clients, I don't know, as soon as they're here for an outcome, mm -hmm. and when they get an outcome, they're pretty happy. <laughs> so the fact that I opened up their mind a bit to knowing that they don't need language at a certain level is um, I can speak to them in any language at that point. The only thing is I probably limit it when I'm speaking language. And when I'm doing it telepathically, it'll just be intention and the knowing is transferred and God knows how, because well, it's probably the only one that does. Well, if you think about it, I don't think you limit it in terms of language. If you're speaking another language, if you speak Flemish or gibberish, yeah, yeah. you sometimes I don't mean do. the, I may limit it uh, being that I haven't got the language good enough or oh, something, see. Yeah, you see, because yeah. maybe my language is not as good in other languages as English. And... I just want to ask, so we're sort of on this of the limitless mind, and you have done hypnosis, but you have done um, uh, meditation before. You did before mm -hmm. hypnosis, before hypnosis? Way before. I was 16 when I learned how to do transcendental meditation. And that's a very powerful tool, yes? Yes, very powerful. It's huge. And it's been proven to be huge. Now, um, I get the impression you, you think self-hypnosis is just as important, just as good a tool, but a little easier for the, the average person to access, shall we say. Yeah, I think um, meditation, you either access it through a mantra, which is TM, and other people use focuses like candles, breathing, all kinds of things. So it's understandably a little bit that needs to be learned, and it takes a little while longer than somebody teaching you self-hypnosis goes much faster. And easy. It seems to me self-hypnosis, you could just close your eyes and listen to an audio tape and it doesn't matter what your, your chattering conscious does, it seems to work. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to say more than that or is that, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just reading that we only have two minutes till, oh, one minute till break. <laughs> yes, I really do think that. And um, I lost my train of thought with self all that. Yeah, self-hypnosis self is very easy for a hypnotist to train someone to learn self-hypnosis. I used to do it all the time in a one-hour session. And now they do, we do it in the first session people come for, I teach them the self-hypnosis. I have a self-hypnosis site, do you th and it's free. Do you think I'm, I'm very keen on it? I think so. <laughs> so we're just going to go to break now, Martin. We'll come oh, back okay. on the other side. All right.
life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. This is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and at Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and this is our second run here at what we're talking about, and I'm just going to pass it right to Martin, and he's going to lead right into it. Um, I'd like to, because this is um, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, we can dig a little deeper and take a little bit more ridiculous looks at things. You know that student, you had a student who, had, who was being taught by somebody, had a great analogy or had an analogy of life as, and it was about a chariot and the soul. I think it was an analogy of the soul. Okay, well, the soul is an, a nice, it. Yeah. the soul sits on a chariot and it's pulled by horses and the horses are you different, the conscious, the un- subconscious, the unconscious, whatever conscious, etc. And that's the journey. But I, I thought it'd be more, it's a more interesting analogy if we looked at it as the chariot is the journey. It's not a thing. It's not a soul. It's not a, it's, it's just the journey we are on. We as a being are on and we're pulled by all these horses and the horses are what we call the subconscious, what we call the conscious, but also emotional, mental, physical levels. And of course, being, they're all of different strengths. They're always bickering. They're always banging into each other. So it's a bumpy journey. And I always thought, imagine if a soul said, Oh, I'm going to become incarnated, and this is my plan. Of course, the minute it hits Earth, the plan goes to crap, because that's what happens. It's got all these things pulling in different directions. And what you do in hypnosis, I, I seem to think, is you kind of get all the horses pulling together. That's what my, now that you put that analogy out, I, I would say that is what I attempt to have them do. Yeah, yeah them do. Get, so get their minds in order. Yeah. 
Yeah. But but then you find well, what's interesting is in in the, in the journey you go on in terms of the mind journey, is you think oh that that works okay so we've got a soul we've got all the horses we've got the emotions and you know, whatever great got it and then you realize that isn't even the beginning of what's going on. No. Because no. you've had some very interesting experiences going on. In fact, you're tr because you have your Simpson protocol. You have trainers using Simpson protocol, and Simpson protocol is. Um, like we call it the open source system of hypnosis. In other words, the, the, it's got a very strong center, but you can add or, or bring your own stuff to it. Yeah. And it and it grows because not just because of what you do, but because of what people, whoever's using it do. Yeah, and now there's so many people using it. It's phenomenal, uh, what I would call evolving. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, definitely. And so we have, in talk of limitless mind, we have a person like one of your trainers who's, who came from uh, a trading back, a trading background, traded wheat or yeah. grass or something. Yeah. Illegal Before grass. he became a hypnotist, very analytical kind of guy. And he's gone nutso, right? In terms of what he does. <laughs> People would think he's gone nutso, yeah. <laughs> he's become very analytically spiritual, I guess you would maybe call it. And I don't think he seems, he sees many limits to what no. he can do. In fact, he came, uh, this guy came, as I understand it, to hypnosis or, yeah, he, hypnosis. His father died of cancer. He was worried about cancer being a genetic thing and he was kind of looking for a way to avoid it. And actually, he did get cancer, right? Yeah. And he just used his mind. Yeah. And it went away. Yeah. Much to the doctor's surprise. Yes. And he does that with clients. Yes. He has worked with many clients with cancer yeah and they apparently the cancer seems to go away that's because he had, doesn't have as many limit, limiting beliefs as he used to have he keeps jumping to the next mountain all the time he jumps to the next one he misses some he even misses whole <laughs> valleys at times <laughs> and his his thing with uh and the stuff he's done with I mean, it's not it's, he says it's documented. I don't have the documentation, so I can't really say for sure. But apparently yeah. the stuff he does with his clients in the physical world in terms of uh, uh, not, not healing, but you know, actually regrowing things in the body that are damaged just by using or their mind. Back to a healthy version. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, it's, and it's not once, not twice, but no. it's amazing. Yeah. So what if that, I mean, we're sitting here on a radio podcast we could say anything we wanted to. Nobody's going to jump. Nobody's going to check. Yeah, how do you prove this stuff? You just have but to what, put it out there. But what if that's true? I mean, what what? But if we're saying we find the mind is infinite, so yes. what does that allow us to do in terms of choices? If we make the right choice, and it's about us limiting it. So if you choose to let go of those limitations, you can achieve or get healthy. And, and, and from the worst conditions. Now, can everybody do that? No, because not everybody can uh, put those limiting beliefs behind them. Well, I would, I would dispute that. I think anybody can do that, but it depends if they choose to, because it's well, quite a big jump. I mean, I mean we, we use that analogy of climbing up the valley. If you've lived all your life in the valley, everybody you know lived in that valley, you're told this is, the, this is where the world is. It's a big thing to climb up that hill. I mean, that's beyond, why would you do that? That's crazy. Well, you might do it if you were at the bottom of your um, feeling the worst you can feel. Or and if then you hit bottom, as we say. Yes, or if you're a person that says, well, why should I take this for granted? 
there's nothing you need to take for granted. But if you, that's what you say, don't, you're saying it would be better if we took nothing for granted. Right. You know, it's, yeah. just imagine everything you believe is wrong and then go from there. Pretty much. <laughs> but the interesting <laughs> thing is on your unlimiting beliefs, but it's one of those things, it's like you can't, you can't know what you don't know, right? No, so be open to knowing that what you do know is may not be right. <laughs> open to the possibility, because for instance, yeah. the, the, an easy one for you to talk about is, the, or most hypnotists believe, is you can't do hypnosis online. Yeah, that's what they, well, not anymore. No. But it used to be a very big limiting belief, and some people still have it, they're stuck there. So mm -hmm. now we really know that actually doing it online like this is actually in some ways way better. And because? Because the person's comfortable in their own home, they are not already, people are already a little bit freaked out about using hypnosis because they don't always understand it and things like that. So if they're safe in their own environment, and as Jackie would say, she have their own smells, their own whatever in the house, everything is as it should be for them. And um, they allow themselves to go into hypnosis because they feel safer because mm -hmm. they're at home. And also, I don't know, there is no, you know, we are all connected. There is no real reason. There's no real reason. We, I know we can't touch each other, but, you know, there's no reason for it not to work well. Because if you suppose the mind is what the mind is and, not, and it's attached to the physical but not mm. the physical, then obviously distance is irrelevant because that's a physical concept. Yeah. And but getting back to the limiting belief part, um, I can easily see that because I was trained in hypnosis and I was told this, this and this and this and this. And as I take that with me, I find that some of those this is should be that's. <laughs> and uh, so as I change that, that's me going up the mountain and then going down the next one. And each and every time I change something and evolve something in SP or any other kind of thing I'm doing, it's just me going up another mountain and down the other side. Yes, yeah, so it's open to anybody. If people will say, if we will say, well, why not? What, what if? What if we tried that? Why Try that and see what happens. I mean, yeah, that sounds, sounds like Bob Burns. Let's see it. And let's see, try and see what happens in a Scottish accent. <laughs> and Bob Burns, let's presume everything is real or imagined and go from yes. there. And I love that that he says that everything is real or imagined because reality, really, how do we know the other person's reality is the same as ours? None of us would have the same reality. And right. so it's real or imagined, whatever that means. And, and I really that? like that. Yeah, as, as that your hypnotist friend says, if somebody says, what color is that? And they say blue, you have no idea what color they're looking at. No. It's just a word we're going to use to make that frequency. Yeah. So and who can... knows what we're seeing? So, you know, everybody's stories, I mean, how many times has that been proved? You start a story at one side and by the time it gets to the other end, it's a totally different story because each person had a perception of what that meant and then passed it along in their own way. And that's, that's the way everything is. And so I want to get across where we're in interesting times and coming into more interesting times, possibly with the lockdowns coming, being out, people coming out. And there's going to be a lot of, fear and anxiety and myths. A lot yes. of myths are going to start coming out. Yeah. So we're asking is if the mind is at least infinite, let's say, or at least boundless, or let's say pretty big, uh, why don't we take advantage of that? 
why if, if somebody's came to you and said, um, well, you can have all the money in the world for as long as you want and all the time. Imagine yeah. all the things you do. So what if you said you have a very powerful thing called a mind that's infinite and you can live in this territory? So yeah. I'm asking, so what would Yes, you do? well, the trouble is the mind has been programmed, right? To uh, right from day part one. It. Part of it. Yes. It's, well, it's part of it, but it's accepted by the whole part because what the conscious desires and wants is usually what they get. Yes, because they, what we're saying, though, is the conscious, you were saying, you were mm -hmm. saying, the conscious is a small part, so. It's a small it, part, it, but it's also a leading that? part in it's ways. Leading, yes, so what if we went past that? So when you go past it, yes, you can alter limiting beliefs to make them move forward. Now, sometimes you can't get them to accept a huge jump. They may have to make small jumps at a time, but keep going. And that's the part that's the best if they can keep going keep moving forward and, and less limits, less limits all the time. Mm -hmm. And because they can't believe it, they can't take it in. And so self hypnosis is, again, a huge thing. Meditation, or meditation breathing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not just everyday breathing, learning how to how special breathing to put you in a trance, all those things, anything that attains that will help move forward. Listening to the audios uh, about moving better about your own confidence. So as long as you don't believe you're worth it, that's one of the biggest aspects that we need to address is that everyone here is listening, including me and you, is that we are all needing to be worthy. If right. we're not worthy, we won't even accept the gift. And you find that a lot with clients and, yeah. and that you can get them better, but and then you ask, well, can we make it more? And their mind will say yes, but they will often say no. Because I don't yes. deserve it. I think if you're going to talk, go ahead. Yeah. So what we do is I always say to the people I'm teaching to do this hypnosis is uh, we want if if one is low and 10 is high, we need that person to accept a 10. Just move it. Don't do not let go when they say it's good enough. Mm -hmm. You need to get them to the best they can possibly be. So I think if the big the big labels, the big words we want to be very careful with are uh, um, trust, forgiveness, mm -hmm. and blame. Yeah, blame is such a waste of time, uh, but it, we can't help ourselves because we put ourselves in what we call our victim place. That person did something to me, and it's not right, and it's not fair, and it's not all that. So there's blame, but blame helps you no way at all. But if we look around the world we live in, it's all about blame. That person yeah. did this, that government did that, yeah. those, that yeah. party did that, yeah. this country did that. And what are they and achieving? It, has it, is it achieving anything in the world at the moment except this, this cord? Well, in the last 6,000 years, it hasn't done much. Yeah, that's right. So can we, can we start to think about blame not being a fact, not being a thing? Yeah, that's, well, I would say that's a good thing, that it would not be used. But people are still using it. We've had many shows, one with Tony Kiprius about mm -hmm. being above the line or below the line. All this is all about the same thing. That is, if you blame and don't take responsibility for changing it, just let that go and shift where you are. You're the one suffering, not anybody else. Yes, I think that's, that's the part of it is, right? Responsibility. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be responsible if it's somebody else's fault. 
because right. as you say, it's a victim. But you'll stay suffering. But that's not the point. The point is it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd rather take responsibility and move on. <laughs> so it's a possibility, and we're just putting it out there in the show that really there's a lot out there that we can achieve, mm-hmm. even with just the mind. We don't have to achieve it physically with money. No. and But no. um, as they say, by going within, taking advantage yeah. of that power, there's a lot of yeah. things we can do and drop some labels. Dropping the labels is always good. And I, it's hard to see the limiting belief unless you push up against it. In yeah, other words, it's just the way it is. Suddenly you see a blink of the other side and you go, really, I thought this was that way. Right. Wow, really, it could be that way? Okay, great. And I move to that next spot where it could be. And then it could be more sometime. And it could be even more sometime. Right. Right. And that, and that trusting yourself to be able to, to do that. Yeah. Trust is a big factor in this equation. Trust is the biggest part. And I found that out. I've got one minute and I'll just mm. retell the story. Is when I was uh, first starting to teach hypnosis, I was teaching a shaman to be a formal hypnotist. And I told him I needed some help. And he did, well, he says, I have to do it the shaman way. And I said, okay. And I recognized it as hypnosis, same as anything else. But when I came out, I said to him, wow. You're the first person I ever trusted. And that was mind-blowing for me that in my middle years of life that I did not have real trust in anyone, including myself. So that's where I went from. And on that, we'll go to the break. (laughs) Hi. This is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and on Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello, everybody, again, and uh, 
we've been sort of talking a slightly different topic, but it always goes back to the same thing in the end. Uh, but the whole idea is that everything yeah. out there. Okay. There we go. All right. So, um, we're talking about, limit, about limiting stuff. Yes, I limiting stuff, about, but I, I think you might as well take it on and talk, talk about what you're going to talk about. <laughs> it's just, there's an interesting, in hypnosis, uh, let's start this. Uh, Simpson Protocol, which is your process, which I, I say is open source because it seems to take the best of, in, in modern hypnosis, the big giants are Ericsson and, and Elman. And uh, Ericksonian, what Ericsson did, which was mostly give the client empowerment, that's what, what he was interested in, not suggestion. Not, mm -hmm. Now, after you've met me, you will do this. He was more about maybe you start, maybe it's a possibility. Maybe there's a possibility that you will do this now. Maybe you will, perhaps you will find that. It's like empowering the client to, to move forward by themselves. Elman was the, not scientific, but he was the, the data guy. Okay, I know when we get them to somnambulism, I know when we can get them to SDL and I can test it. Yes? Am I, am I right? Yep. <laughs> and SP uh, empowers the client and uses Elman's philosophy of very fast inductions. Yeah. But also there's another concept in there that you, of course, have Jerry Kine, James Asdale, uh, Rolf Sikort, all those, part, all those people in modern hypnosis are part of SP, their yeah. teachings. But also there's a guy called Fritz Perls who actually moved to Vancouver Island at once upon a time who had this gestalt therapy or chair therapy, yes? Gestalt, yeah, he called it gestalt therapy. And he also used chair therapy, whereby yeah. you put the, the, we were talking about blame and stuff before, where you put the person you were blaming in a chair, visually in a chair, I mean, uh, virtually no, in a chair. Yeah. And then you have a discussion where you can figure it out, work it all out. And I would have thought, well, if I'm blaming my mom, because, you know, who else would you blame? Yeah. And then I get to talk as my mother back to me. That doesn't even make sense. I mean, what, your mind. You know, it's astounding. And uh, in hypnosis, I mean, I, Fritz Perl, what he was doing, remember, everything is hypnosis, even mm -hmm. though he was doing it supposedly yeah. on a conscious level. Right. Uh, but we took that because under formal hypnosis, everything gets better, even stronger. Now, the whole idea of when I've always been astounded when the person is talking to the mother, the whatever, mm -hmm. whoever's in that chair, that the profound knowing they get when the that person in the chair talks back to them because they right. essentially know it. Yes, that's just talking about the powerful mind. And, mm -hmm. and there was, a, there was a, an experiment done, and this is where it kind of blew my mind a little bit, of um, they were using virtual reality glasses. And they said to this journalist who heard about this experiment they were doing, which was basically chair therapy stuff, and he couldn't believe it. He said, well, let me try it. So, he, so they put the glasses on, and they have it run a program on what he sees is a room, and, and though they ask him, first of all, who's the person you admire the most in the whole world, live or dead, doesn't matter. He said Einstein. He said, okay. So they run this program, and what he sees is an office, and in the office, behind the desk, is Einstein. And then they say to him, you can ask him anything you want. So he was thinking, well, you know, I'll ask him the theory of the world or, gen or general relativity theories, but he, out of his mouth came, I have a situation with my family, and I don't know what to do. And then he explained the situation, which was a situation about his wife being sick and his kids were somewhere else and should he be with his kids or should he be with his wife? And, and anyway, he went on and on about this. And he thought, why am I even saying this to Einstein of all things? So then they stopped and took the glasses off, reprogrammed it. And when he went back in, 
he was sitting in the chair where Einstein was. And they said, now, you or Einstein reply to that guy that's sitting in that chair. And he said, well, it's obvious. This is what you do. He, he didn't think it through. It just, it just came out of his mouth. And he, and he went, why didn't I think of that before? He, he fixed his own problem in a, in a 3D way. It's, it's chair yeah. therapy. Weird. Yeah, chair the therapy mind, with, with visuals. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. mind, it was there all the time. And he, yeah. he'd agonized for a year in that, in that situation until he talked to himself wow. in that situation, yeah. which is what you do in hypnosis, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what we do in hypnosis. And, and the whole process of thinking, it takes the thinking to forgiveness of himself for like taking a year to, to figure <laughs> that out. And that's the most important forgiveness of that. And, and then forgiving the situation in whatever way that means. But if you don't, uh, at least let go of that, you're moving forward, we'll have bricks attached you know that was because you, you bring that up too with uh, clients who let's say uh have you know an emotional thing they're depressed or when they've been depressed for years and years and years and they've been to every psychiatrist and every oh, yeah. medical thing tried every drug and they come to hypnosis and in whatever it is one session two sessions three sessions the depression is gone sometimes a little more and then they get angry at and blame happens why didn't yeah. these people do this of course because they weren't in that they weren't in a position to do it because you weren't ready to let it go. Do you and know what I say to them? Go ahead. I say, you know, you might not have been ready to come and see me. You had to have that path. You should thank them. You sh There's no blame here. And then they have to forgive themselves for not, because yeah. not, they beat themselves up, as it were. Yes. So what we're saying then, to recap, is if the mind, if there is abundance of scarcity and it's a myth in the real world, it's certainly a myth in the, in the, yeah. say, the mind world. In the mind so, world, it's definitely a myth. So what are we going to do about it? Given that we know that, what choices can we now make? What possibilities can we open up? Even, you know, even if they just take that first step and are willing to know that it could be different, mm -hmm. and if they chose it to be different, because they, people don't like to know that they chose that. But every, even if you're not choosing something, you're choosing. So when you are not choosing going to a hypnotist, not choosing going to take yoga, whatever it would be, is you made a choice. And I, we're not saying, okay, everybody has to call Inez and get yeah, fixed. Because no. they can do that. Couldn't That's do all that right. anyway. <laughs> but it's more, more of uh, that show you had with Karen. Um, Karen, what's her last name? We had a show back. Cowley Shaw. Where she, what she did was, and she came from a, not a very great background. What she did every day was think, was this helping me move forward or not? Every time she confronted a situation, she said, now, is this helping me move forward or not? And if it's not, let's just leave it alone and go somewhere else. And I thought that it's was one great. of our show of we show what incredible people can do. Mm -hmm. What incredible people are, how incredible oh, people are. Yeah. And it, it's, I think that's a nice little model. If, you, if something comes up or you're doing anything, and now is this moving me forward towards some kind of happiness or some kind of satisfaction, or some kind of potential, or not? And if it's not, maybe stop doing it. Yeah. And we'll bring in, what's his name? Uh, stop guy. <laughs> Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. <laughs> but anyway, also what is, is just going back, you could listen to that show Tony Kripias did on the Above and Below the mm -hmm. Line. It's all that same idea, is that you are now making 
Okay, well, I'll tell you what, let's just, uh, coming towards the end of the show here probably, uh, a quick sum up then. And I think we started with the concept of a scarcity and abundance and the, the myth of that. And I think we have to look at, um, of course, everybody's terrified that the, the economy shut down for two months in some countries. And yet they shut down the economy for four or five years in the Second World War and uh, got through it. So it's, it's definitely um, a myth, this uh, scarcity thing. I mean, I think we can see it in real terms where, as we said at the beginning, where's all this money coming from? I mean, there seems to be money everywhere, and yet they're all ter- there's nobody's working. What's happening here? What is this? And so what does that do for the, especially coming now in this, when we're starting to come out of this lockdown into maybe some fearful, you know, uh, fearful things. And again, as we said, some myths coming out. So talk to, talk to us, Miss Simpson, about what, <laughs> how we can use this limitless mind of ours. Okay, well, I really think it's important that you start looking within for sure because the power is there, the connections are there, everything. And you go, there's that woo-ness again. Well, you can make a decision to stay in that world that you're in. There's a decision to be made. Is it a limiting belief or is it the ultimate only belief? So that's your choice. Uh, but if you choose to move on and little uh, with less limitations, then you need to go within and look at, at that. Martin, you can, we've been explaining that already, that it's been like that. And every show on this show, if you're really even listening to us, you're probably willing to listen to a little bit movement of choice. And the choice is infinite because you're, you're working in an infinite space. And I, well, I just want I think we wanted to get across in this show, particularly that mm-hmm. it's not just that there's um, possibilities and, and, and opportunities for that. It's, it's limitless because we're dealing with something that doesn't seem to have an end and has only, and this is the strange thing. It's that this connection that we have to our minds, the mind only that part of that. Once we get past the conscious, most things are working towards our good. You know, they only yes. want what's best for the being. Yeah, but it's interesting too that these things happen and if you happen, you let them happen, but your reaction, it becomes easier. It's not about that you're suddenly happy and you're always happy. You're always everything. This is about how to live life, right? Mm -hmm. Martin, it's a difference. So, so explain that again to me. So you're saying (laughs) you can make this a a life life, uh, How to live the life. How to live your life with no limitations. Yes. So so run as fast as you can, run up against limiting beliefs and go over them. (laughs) Okay. So you you went up the mountain and you passed one limiting belief and looked out and you went down and you lived in that area for a while. And suddenly you thought, well, I'm ready to move forward. And you climbed the next mountain. That's what you're going to do from now on all the time. Mind you, that might, to me, might seem like a lot of work. I don't know if I want to do that much climbing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you get to suffer or do whatever you're doing and whatever that's not working for you. And that's okay. That was a choice. Yes, I think it's just, I'm just saying the analogy of you're not always going to be climbing mountains. like. No, I know. Yes. It's it's a bit of a mental leap sometimes because you think, really, really? I don't know. Because I think the biggest thing we have, and I, I, you notice in any kind of training, is not somebody comes to a training, not just hypnosis, any training. It's not that the, the, the training doesn't work in their mind. It's not the training's not going to work. It's they don't believe that they, they can, make, can do it. 
So what does that take? It takes a lot more hypnosis of self-worth and all those other things that they can listen. They don't even need me for. They could listen on audio that's free. They can. There's so much out there they could be doing to prop up who they are, start becoming self-worthy, self-loving, self-everything. And then you will start to move over. I mean, along and you'll get much more abundance in your life and not just financially i know that's where we're structured right now we're all in fear of lack of money and yes it's been uh, sometimes it does show doesn't it anyway the idea is i lived in that life most of my life and i choose no longer to be there so i just move uh forward continuously working it's 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 a lifelong journey people mm-hmm. and i think um uh i was going to say something on that yes if you believe in lack you, you if you believe in lack you certainly get it because you know yeah. beliefs are pretty strong things and yeah. it gets the mind behind that belief you've got a strong thing going on yeah the other thing is i think probably a lot of people especially on this channel are doing that or are moving forward are constantly yes. moving forward and this show also wants to tell them that's it keep going keep going keep you're doing going, the right thing you're doing a good job you, you, uh, nothing will be perfect there's not in our life here but it, you can be the best you can be all the time and everybody has influence so if you have Two people doing something good, it doesn't have much influence. You have a hundred people, it has a bit more. You have a thousand people, it has tremendous influence. You you increase the frequency of that goodness, as it were. Yeah. Yes. And that's where you need to go. I think it's very important to start at the one. Start at the one. Move forward. Get more people that see you moving forward will be affected by how you're doing, and then say, "Oh, I should do that," or, or maybe not the should, but maybe mm-hmm. I, I would be better if I started looking through my uh, other glasses like his or hers or whatever. And they start moving forward. And the more people move forward, the more keep other people move forward. Do the Ericksonian thing. Perhaps I will decide now to. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps I will decide now to move ahead in whatever way would work for me. <laughs> and, and don't um, bite off something huge. Oh, I can't because that mountain is too high. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the first step's easy. The first step's the easy one. Yeah. And then we'll just repeat it again. It's like they say, you know, uh, when you're being stressed, stressed, breathe and then repeat. And right? repeat. Yeah. And repeat. And you were talking about Mother Teresa at the beginning and uh, – a lot of things have been said about her, but she, apparently they said when she came to the U.S. and they said, she said, well, why are we uh, abandoning all these babies? Why can't, you know, why were they all orphans? Why can't we take them in? And they said, you can't take in every baby. And she said, no, but I can take in one and start there. Yeah. She was actually, uh, I don't, from what I've heard, I don't, I've never met her, uh, obviously, but uh, she had quite uh, truisms and stuff in her uh, that she was able she was not an easy person because she didn't like it when you made the wrong choices <laughs> no she was not easy and i think she's no. the one that, that said jesus if you're nicer to your friends you'd have less enemies because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> things aren't easy that's right okay so here we go at the end of the show sum it up Ms. simpson Ms. simpson oh, i up. think we've done that it, it's the usual story i want you to take responsibility i want you to move yourself forward i want you to have a good time and a good life. That's I what, what I want. Why don't you give people permission? Well, 
I mean, say it. You're allowed. You're allowed to be happy. You're allowed to be abundant. You're allowed, and you deserve everything that you get. Abundance is the most important thing in your life right now. And we'll say goodbye on that note. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week.